Good morning, everyone. Evening, whenever you're listening. This is Sleepy Dad, and you know what? I feel pretty good this morning. Um, I don't feel tired. I, I feel, you know, recharged, refreshed. Especially after I did that episode yesterday about titles and what they, what they mean. Um, so today, it's going to be about forgiveness. All right. And that's a very hard topic for me to talk about, forgiveness. Um, And let me start off by saying this. For those of you who think forgiveness is a one-time thing, that once once you say you have forgiven somebody, it's pretty much done and over with, you're dead wrong. Okay? That is a process. I, you've got to get rid of all that resentment and anger and frustration inside of you to sit there and be able to forget, to be able to move on from that and, and to live life. You know, it's, it's not easy. It's really not. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, and these are from my personal life. So if this kind of gives it away of who I am, I'm going to tell you right now, tough, I don't care, so, when I was in college, when I first started out in college, it was about my third year in, by the way, I went to college for like seven years, and so, it wasn't that I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was, I knew what I wanted to do, but I also wanted to have some extra uh, specialties to my name. And so I, I made sure I got them done. Has been a couple extra years in it, but you know what? I got it done. Um, but starting out in my third year, my sister had joined in college. She was a freshman in college. And, and I knew this was coming. I just didn't realize it was going to be as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because it got pretty dang bad. And I... I had... um, I I was a music education major. I was constantly practicing, especially on piano. Um... I felt like everything else I was pretty good at that I didn't need to practice, and I wish I would have practiced a little bit more on everything else, too. But I would practice a lot on piano, just because I was an instrument that I wasn't as necessarily familiar with. And my wife, uh, who was my fiance at the time, we'd been together all throughout high school. Not all of it, but, you know, from high school on. Um, she would come in and when she didn't have classes, she'd come and sit in the piano room with me and, you know, tell me, Hey, okay, that sounded good. Hey, that sucked. You fix that. She was brutal about that. And I was glad I had somebody like that because ultimately that made her become a cheerleader of mine, which worked out. My sister, oh my gosh, my sister was the worst. Um... Every now and then, I, I get stopped <clears throat> on the way to class, in class, 
as soon as class finished, at lunch, breakfast, dinner, whenever. There was no escaping it. I'd get asked. And these are by guys, these are by people that I knew of. They didn't know I existed. Asking me, hey, do you are you brother to so and so? Yeah. What's wrong with her? And they were talking about my sister, and I was like, I don't know. Well, you're her brother. Shouldn't you know? But I'm not around her 24-7. And when she told us she wanted nothing to do with us, that she wanted to be left alone, that I was basically Satan to her, that she hated my guts and everything else, I left her alone. I quit trying to protect her. And every time I said that, they just kind of looked at me and go, and you're a crappy brother. And I'd say, no, I'm not. When you get burned and you get caught everything underneath the sun, you eventually walk away too. And then those people left me alone. My sister stayed with this one guy throughout college. In fact, really, she didn't even finish her first year of college. She didn't even show up to the final exams. She, if I'm not mistaken, like, barely passed. Like, she had a lot of Ds, uh, a couple Cs, maybe a B or so. Um, but, like, the band directors there, they were like, well, you know, because it's, cause it's his last concert, we're going to allow you to play in this concert even though you missed rehearsal. You know, we don't want him to feel like something is wrong. And the very next day after that concert, I looked at those band rushers and said, why did you let her perform? And I said, well, because of you. I said, I don't care. If I didn't show up, you would be telling me, if I didn't show up to that last rehearsal for the concert, you'd be telling me that I was not performing. She is not anybody special, nor am I. I may have done a lot. I may have, uh, you know, worked my butt off here. And y'all have respect for me, and I appreciate that. But she does not deserve special treatment. So, yeah. And those band rushers then grew a deeper level of respect towards me. Um, but my sister, like I said, she was with this one guy. And I, he was just, he was just wrong. He was abusive and psycho, in my opinion. I mean, just, just completely wrong. There was no way to help him. There was no way to make things right for my sister. There was no way to help her. I, it was just, everything was so monumentally wrong that I just, I left them alone.
And she stayed with that guy for about a total of maybe three or four years afterwards. <clears throat> I forget. I think it was about three or four years. Um, even at one point, she was like, look, I'm sorry, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I tried to come back home during that summer. Uh, after her first year in college, uh, my parents allowed it. She called the cops a number of times, and they're saying, you know, we were keeping her hostage, this and that, yada, yada, yada. And I, I just, I quit. I, I quit after the, the last time she left. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry my life about somebody who does not care about theirs. So that that's one thing of forgiveness. It took several years after um all of that to to just, you know, say, I'm not gonna let that worry me. I'm not saying that she'd ever said, you know, I apologize, I'm sorry I acted this way, because she she never has. And I don't expect her to. But I do know this for a fact. I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to let her decisions or that from her past, or I should say our past, dictate how I'm supposed to be as a human being. That's forgiveness. That's selfless forgiveness. That's being able to forgive somebody without being told, please forgive me. That's that, that's that upper level thinking. That's that, uh, what you call it. Man, I'm trying to figure out the word for it. That's, that's what you call maturity. (laughs) All right. And, And here's, here's another example of forgiveness. Like, Last year, around this time last year, I did not know what I was going to do with my career. I had basically been told, um, you know, you're not going to be working here no more. Uh, and, and this is here in October. Like, I'm a school teacher. I'm a band director. And during October, I'm being told, hey, you're not going to have a job here next school year. And I'm just like, okay, well. You know, I'm sitting here thinking all of a sudden, what do I do? How do I tell my wife this? How do I tell my family this? My parents. Because those are the ones that have been supportive of my wife, my wife, my parents, my grandmother. How am I going to tell them this? How am I going to live with myself? So... I had no idea. I had no idea what to do. And all of this was because of people that I trusted had turned their back on me. They had said they were going to um, 
they, they, were, they were trying to get rid of me. They said, yeah, we're, we're going to always support you. And then, like, months later, uh, he, he's an ass. He, he's, he's terrible. He, he's talked about doing this, doing this. He's not the band director we need. And so I spent a week at my house, basically locked inside of it, thinking, I'm a failure. Thinking I'm the world's worst bankruptcy, thinking that I just, I have nothing to offer. I cannot be the band director that I hoped to be, that I tried to be. And it took, it took about a year for me to forgive myself for the, the pain and the torture that I put myself through mentally. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I just, I couldn't deal with it. <clears throat> I was completely wrapped up inside of my own guilt, my own pain, that when the time came to be the band director again, to be a band director again, I was very guarded, very stern. I didn't let, starting out, I didn't let my kids get away with anything. But then I had to learn their culture. So that was a big wake-up call for me. That, hey, idiot, you know, here's, here's where you're at. Here's where you need to be, though. You're a good guy. You're just being, well, for lack of better words, a pain in the butt. And I said, okay, it's time to take a step back. I want to be the band director that I know I can be. I got to let my past go. And... I met with a friend of mine yesterday who, he's a brother in my fraternity, he's our music rep for the area that I live in, uh, he's the godfather to my children, um, and somewhere down the line we're related, we're both, we both share the same last name, somewhere down the line we're related, we're cousins or whatever. Thank <laughs> you.
there's just, yeah, well, sorry, I kind of blanked for a second, but I met with him yesterday, we had lunches, it was roughly about a year later, yeah, about a year earlier, we, we had met at the same restaurant around the same time, and we were having lunch, and yesterday, kind of the same thing. We went to the same restaurant, and just a different table. We were having lunch. Although I had already ate before, so I was just like, all right, I'm going to have a brownie and some sweet tea, you know, I'll be all right. He was eating his meal. And he, he said something to me that it really, it really struck home for me. It was unique. I had not heard it in a long time. And he said, brother, I'm so glad you're doing better. He said, everybody else has, they, they look at their situation and they go, man, I, I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of this, but you, you figured it out. And it, it's still going to take some time, but you, you figured out how to make yourself better, how to, how to take care of yourself, how to fix things. You kept to it. I said, yeah, it's, it's always going to be there. I mean, it's still going to be there, but I'm not letting it control me. He goes, but you're doing better, and you, you sound happier, you, you feel better. I mean, you just... You give that impression that you feel better about your life. And I said, yeah. Yeah. I had to forgive myself for what I allowed myself to become, what I allowed myself to do to myself. I had to forgive myself. And that's one of the hardest things to do. It's not so much forgiving somebody else. Because you could say, I forgive somebody else. And what you forgive their actions, you're never going to forget that they did it. You're just going to not dwell on it as often. And that's, that's the difference. That's the difference between forgiving and forgetting. You're never going to forget you're going to remember it for the rest of your life, but you're going to forgive them for it, and that means you're going to basically just let it go. But trying to forgive yourself, it's a whole nother ball game, y'all. Trying to forgive yourself for something you had done to either yourself or somebody else is probably one of the hardest things anyone on the face of this earth has ever had to deal with. And you just, you don't know how much you really have hurt yourself until that point where you're like, okay, I've got nothing else. You know, just in me. In me or or put me on the path to the, to be better.
That's one of the hardest things. And you know, I'm gonna be honest, you know, it, it is one of the hardest things to do to forgive yourself. I, I've been saying that, I've been saying that, I've been saying that. And it's because it's true, I've looked at it. It is so hard. You won't ever forget it. It'll constantly be in your mind saying, hey, this could have happened this way. This could have been this. This could have been, you know, the ultimate downfall. Plenty of times when I got told, hey, you're not going to teach here next year. You're not going to do this. There were no jobs available or open anywhere else. And I had to stick it out. I had to go to work every day and see those students that... All throughout my first year teaching at that school said, hey, you know, we love you, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we love you and your family. Y'all, y'all do wonderful things. Y'all, y'all are sweet people. This and that. And I was just like, oh, you know, this, that's, that's nice and everything, but what, what am I supposed to do? But now Now I'm at a school where where I work my butt off, where the parents do not expect, they did not expect things to start off as they did, that the changes I've made, they are just starting to see a difference in the band program where I'm at. They're starting to see a difference in what we're doing and how we can get to the next level. You see, we, we won some awards lately. Yeah, we won some awards. And... They're, they're pretty big deal awards. And I'm super proud of my kids. And, oh my gosh, I'm super proud of them. I could not be... I could not be any happier than where I am with them right now. I mean, they, they have worked their butts off. And they continue to work their butts off. That's the important part. Alright? That's the important part of the whole thing. Is they continue to work their butts off. Even after coming off of something that nobody had expected, nobody had believed was possible. 
man, these kids are something else. To them, that that competition where we, you know, got very, very, very high ratings and some very good ratings, and we ranked third in our division. For some of them, that's their biggest accomplishment in life. For some of them, that's that's the highlight of their life is the fact that they received that award. And I'm happy for them. I'm I'm proud of them for that. But you know what? They didn't sit there and come in the next day and say, all right, we did this. All right, can we take the next couple days off? No, I gave them the next couple days off. We were working around stuff around the band hall. But they want to play. They want to play more than anybody else I've ever seen. And sometimes you've got to give a break. Sometimes you have to have a break. Unless you burn yourself out. And man, these kids, oh, oh man, <laughs> they are something else. I'll tell you that much. Because they work. They work and work and work. And I'll tell you this much. I wish I wish we continued on with marching competitions this year because I, I have feel we would have done even bigger and better and greater things. We would have been stronger even further uh, sooner than where we are right now. Like where we're at right now, I'm very happy with. But I think we would have been at this level sooner if we would have, you know, kept on just doing competitions a little bit longer. Yeah. And that's where we would have been. So, forgiveness is it's very important for the human soul. It's very important for human growth and for one's well-being. You can have hatred in your heart and say that it was all someone else's fault, that I did nothing wrong. But at the end of the day, it is always going to be your fault. You allowed that person to have that much control over you. You allow that person to dictate who you are and what you become. And I'm only speaking from my experience. I may be 100% wrong. And you know what? I'm okay with that too. I'll forgive myself for that. But man, <laughs> I promise you this much. I'd spend a lot of nights awake even after I said I don't care anymore about what they say or do 
I don't care what happens with that band program. I, and I, I still say that. I still say that. All right, here's the <laughs> here's the funniest thing. I still say that, but I still want to know how they're doing. Just because I think the guy that they have there now, he's something else. He, he's not... In my opinion, he's nothing spectacular. He's going to do more damage than he's going to do good, in my opinion. And that's what I feel. That's what I feel is going to happen. could be blown smoke out of my rear end. I don't know. I don't care. I'll tell you this much, though. Forgiveness, like I've said, like I've been saying, forgiveness is one of the hardest things to do, especially if you've hurt yourself mentally and emotionally. Sometimes that can lead to suicidal thoughts, depression. There were several points where, and several times within the last year that, a year ago, I would have, like, went and saw a therapist. I wouldn't, I would have went and saw them and, and said, look, you know, this, this is where I'm at. But I didn't. And it's not, I'm not boasting about it because I, I should have. I probably should have. But I went and saw my pastor. within the first couple of days back to work it, it was the hardest thing and he gave me some advice that I used all throughout all throughout last year and for those of you who struggle with this who, who struggle with just letting things go alright I got, I've got this really good tip for you, and he gave it to me, it was given to him by his grandfather, and, and everything, and his dad, and, and this and that, and I'm going to share it with you. He told me, he said, and this was before his wife passed, and, and I, you know, I have more respect and love for my pastor than I do a lot of people um, that I've had to learn to forgive. I mean, a, a lot of love. Um, here, here's what he told me to do. Okay. He said... Josh, all, all your problems. He said, all your problems come from 
work, don't they? I said, yes, sir. And he said, how are you when you're at home? I said, I'm not. I'm not at home when I'm at home. I'm constantly beating myself up. I'm constantly upset with myself. I'm constantly thinking that I'm the worst human being alive. You know, what these parents are saying. I'm not saying I did everything right, but I'm not saying I did everything wrong, like they're saying. He said, well, I'm going to tell you a little secret. You got to be the dad and the husband when you're at home. You got to be you when you're at home. You can't be sulking and upset with yourself, no matter what the situation is. You got to leave work at work and home at home. Whatever your problems are, you got to leave them where they're at, wherever they happen. I said, I, I know. I said, I, I told him, I, I legitimately said to my pastor, I know. <laughs> I bet you he wanted to get up from across the table and just start smacking me across my head and said, no, you don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be here right now. He's a great, he's a great mentor, great guy. In fact, I need to text him here in a little bit and just, you know, tell him, tell him thank you. So he said, you know, here's I've been through, I've been where you are too. Things with work was catching up with me at home. Things at home were catching up with me at work. Things just never felt like they were going to go right. And he was like, this is what I want you to do. All right. I, he goes, I, my grand, my, my dad and my grandfather did this to each other, and they did it to me. And I just, you know, everybody would ask. Uh, one day we gathered around, you know, we gathered for for meal. And I was asked, how's work going? I just said, yeah, it's going good. How's things at home? Things are going good. And of course, it was all a lie. And and my pastor was honest with me. He said, you know, he told me exactly what he had said. He said, of course, it was all a lie. And he goes, and, and the story continues that after about, um, after about, you know, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, he's told, hey, let's go outside. And him and his dad, they're sitting down, and he goes, all right, now really tell me how things are going. And he said, you know, and he told told him exactly everything that was going on. He said, this is, you know, this is weighing on me. This is hard on me and everything. And he said, all right, 
says, son, I can't tell you how to fix everything. But what I can tell you that might help you is you find yourself a tree. When you get home, find yourself a tree. You put your hands on that tree and you say, take away my burdens. Take away my worries, my stress, and everything. Take it off. I'm sorry I'm going to put you through this, but take it all, please, so that I'm going to be a better husband or father when I'm here at home. And then I'll take them off of you when I go to work. That was one of the coolest things. And I didn't use a tree. I've got a beautiful tree in my front yard that already been through a lot. I instead used a brick that was near my front door that I would have to pass. That I could not sit there and just let, you know, I, I couldn't just, how do, how do you say it? I couldn't just walk, you know, not walk past it. I had to walk past it no matter what. There was no way around it. And what I say every time when I touch that brick is you have no other value other than as a decorative part to my foundation here, to, to my, my landscape right here. So you can bear the weight of my frustration and my anger. You can bear my stress. Because you support nothing other than you're a decorative means. So I hope this has helped. You gotta forgive yourself. Forgive others because you know what? Those others, they, they probably don't even realize they hurt you. But you know what? You gotta let that go. You do. You, you have to let it go. So... I'm going to sign off, and I hope this has helped. I really do. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Till next time, remember to forgive yourself, forgive others. See you all.